Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the November 30th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we will have a special guest in the Mystic Access Magic Castle a little bit later. But we're just going to do a couple of maintenance type of things. Yep, it's that time of year again. <laughs> it is. It's Christmas time in the city. <laughs> okay, let's not sing that because who knows what will happen. Nope. So the first thing we're going to talk about is hardware shipping. So in order to get your stuff by Christmas we would like your hardware orders to be in by the 6th of December. And the reason we're saying the 6th of December is mail has been really wonky at this time of the year, as it was last year. I remember sending something to a customer who lives in Alabama, so from New York to Alabama, and it went out on December 4th, and she didn't get it until January 4th or January 6th, or some weird thing that took like a month, and it wasn't exactly a big package. It was more or less just a little thing that should not have taken a month. So December 6th is the latest we recommend you calling us to get those orders in. If, however, you ordered a bundle of the medical products or one of the medical products, please know that you are in a queue. Yes, you are in a queue, and we are getting those out as soon as possible. They are on back order, which you still can purchase them, and they are going out as quickly as <laughs> Barry sends them to us. That's right. Barry was a little surprised on how many of them he had to send to us. So that's kind of a little fun fact. Yep, you guys are buying them all. So please be patient. We apologize for the delay. We will get them to you as quickly as we possibly can. Of course, remember that anything you want to just digitally download, you can do that anytime you want. So if you need a Hanukkah present, for instance, a download may be a good idea because I don't think we can get you anything pretty much in time for Hanukkah at this stage in the game. So please check out the website and see if there's any downloads that would be useful for presents for your loved ones. Speaking of websites, the next thing that we're going to discuss, we have made two kind of major changes that we hope would be beneficial to you as well as us. Yep, they're major changes, but you won't notice too much. So in 2017, when we redid our website, we decided to put the podcast into the website instead of having its own place to be. And as things happen, the site grows and stuff like that, things kind of slow down a little bit and it may not be noticeable to you or it may be noticeable to you. However, what we did is we have moved the podcast to its own website so that it is now at mysticaxispodcast.com as it always probably should have been. But you live and learn. Mysticaxispodcast.com was a redirect back to mysticaxis.com. If I'm speaking in terms you don't understand, don't worry about it. But if you go to mysticaxispodcast.com, you will be dealing directly with the podcast itself and not the main site, which really actually makes it cooler because it is less cluttered. So if you're just interested in the podcast stuff, you can get there. So when you go to that page, you will see the latest 20 episodes 
And if you click on any of those episodes, you will then be taken to that episode and you can play it on the website. There's also a Browse the Archives link in the menu that you can browse the episodes by year. So there are links at the top of the page, 2021, 2020, 2019, yada, yada, yada. However many years we've been doing this podcast, and if there weren't any episodes in specific years, those years won't show up. But on that same page, you've got all 250-plus episodes in a nice, long, happy list that if you just want to browse through all those episodes, feel free. So you can do that. So that's where you can go to just anything podcast-related. And also, there is a randomized podcast. Yes. On the pages, you will be able to find near the bottom of the page a list of randomized podcasts. Just a few random episodes that you can check out. So if you're wondering what we did in the archives, or you're kind of looking for something a little off the beaten path and don't want to go page by page by page through all of our podcasts, or do a search for random topics, you can check out these random links and you may find something cool for you. Remember, though, that you can also access the podcasts as you always have via the Mystic Access website. In our top menu, you'll still find that link to take you to the podcast. It's just going to take you to this more simplified site. So don't worry if you're thinking, man, I don't want to go to another website to access the podcasts. You can reach them right from the Mystic Access website. The other thing to note is that we have increased our podcast feed to 300 episodes. So now, if you want to use something like your Victor Stream or another player or any other way, you can move back through all of our episodes. Every one of them is currently in the feed. Once we get past episode 300, they won't all be in there. But right now, every episode we've ever done is in the feed. So you can check out all of our archival goodies from directly on your stream, for instance. The other thing that we did was our free downloads page has moved out of the main website as well. This really doesn't matter to a lot of people because you won't really notice it. What you will notice is when you go to the free audio downloads menu on the main Mystic Access webpage, you will be taken to the free downloads page, but it has also been cleaned up. So what you're not going to see is the main menu, home, shop, all this other stuff. You're basically going to see stuff that are related to just the free downloads. And on both of those websites, you will find a link near the top of the page. It's in the menu. It is called visitmysticaccess.com. So if you've gotten to the podcast and you want to go to the main website, you can. If you stumbled across the downloads or you want to get back to the main site, you can click that link and it will take you back to the main site. Yeah, we're trying to minimize confusion as opposed to causing more. We really just want this to be an easier, cleaner experience for you. So you can always get back to the mysticaccess.com homepage. And then from there, you can go to your shop, account, FAQ, any of those links that you want. But if you're just curious about learning about downloads, things like that, we've tried to make it a more simplistic design so that you can find things more easily there. And we'll be doing a little bit more work on these sites, but generally they're kind of as you see them or as you will see them now. That's right. So we hope that that helps you out as much as it will help us out as well. So we wanted to take a minute or two to thank everybody who joined us at the open house this past Friday. We also did want to mention a disruption that happened. So when the pandemic first started, we all heard about Zoom bombing. and We bragged that, that we had never experienced the Zoom bombing 
for years. Because we never have. Because we never have. Until last Friday. So we got audio bombed because they came in and they figured that they couldn't do a screen share to show porn. So they did an audio bomb, which you really can't do much of anything, especially when they're playing loud music and doing whatever disgusting things that they were doing. Yep. And so we ended up killing the meeting and people did come back. Not everyone, though. So if you were one of the people who did not come back and you were wondering what the heck just happened, that is what happened. It wasn't something we did. It wasn't some strange thing that happened on our end. It was definitely an audio bomb because the guy was actually talking to me. So it was just disgusting. The next time we brought the meeting back, we put up the waiting room, or left the waiting room up because that's kind of a firewall to the meeting and the people that are in the waiting room. If you're in the waiting room, you can't participate. So if you're a bomber that's going to come into the waiting room, you're just going to hang out there. And we got chat bombed next. So while we were being chat bombed, I turned off the chat globally. But the problem with Zoom is once you turn off the chats, you have to kill the meeting because the chats are still on. So we killed the meeting again, and... That time we were at least able to warn people that we were going to kill the meeting, and we kind of were able to give them instructions as to what to do. So the first time we were not. Right. The second time we were. And this is because this was a meeting that we put on the news page. So your little robots and scrapers and stuff are scraping websites in order to get Zoom meeting info and do exactly what they just did. Now... This doesn't affect the monthly event, at least we hope. And if it does, we're going to go back to generating meeting IDs for each month because we can't have this happen again. No, it was terribly distracting. It was very intense. We were all stressed and it kind of ruined at least an hour of our meeting. So what we're going to do for the future for these open houses in any meeting that has to go directly on the public facing news page we're going to try registrations where the meeting isn't there for people to scrape they would at least have to register and they're not going to register it's a barrier that's put up and we may have to continue with the waiting room so when we first came into the meeting we turned off the waiting room because you want people to come and go as an open house You don't want a police officer standing at the door saying, let's check you in. Who are you type of thing? And that's kind of what you are. You're a virtual police officer. So what we're going to do moving forward in that situation for the next open house, it will be a registered event. So people will have to actually register and take the time to register. And there are ways that we can even possibly hide that URL from the Zoom scrapers. So they may not know where that URL goes. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out a good way to do it. We really didn't want to have to do this. We're really sorry it came to this, but we cannot have that happen again. And for those of you, if there were any of you listening who were sitting in the waiting room and you never got back in and we never contacted you about it, and you're real legitimate people who like us and listen to us and wanted to hang out, then we are really, really sorry. There were some of you in the waiting room who were just called iPhone. We were kind of scared to let just people called iPhone in. So if you could even use your first name and something, you know, that might help us out. You know, if you can give us some identifying something in your Zoom name as to who you are, that would help us out a lot. Because some of you, many of you, we know. If we weren't entirely sure about you, we left you in the waiting room. And we're really sorry, but we were really not going to go through that again. We knew that any of our bombers could be sitting in that waiting room. We didn't think they'd stay for very long, but it was really hard to know. And now, we hope you're hungry, let's go into the Mystic Access Castle for a tradition. 
So welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle, and I shall start this because I will have nothing to say. So as it has been for the past, I don't know, four or five years or whatever in the podcast, around this time of the year, three people get together. One doesn't talk as much as the other two, but three people will get together and we will do our, or they will do their thing on recipes for this time of the year. So we have Kim Nova here, and we have Lisa Salinger here, and from this time forward, I shall be silent. We're both very comfortable in the castle by now. I think we have our own established chairs and couches. But but here's what I want to know. This looks a lot to me like the Mystic Access Magic Kitchen. Ah, yes. I guess it's just a room in the castle. Yep. Yes. Well, castles have to have places to eat. They totally do. And places to cook. Yes. They do. It takes a lot of people to maintain a castle, so we have to cook for them somewhere. Absolutely. So we both have decided on sweet treats this year to discuss. Mine and yours can be used as desserts, and both of them are really good as leftovers, too. I was going to say breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Breakfast. So, I have a fruit salad. You have a pumpkin pie. So, it's going to be a lot of fun to share these with you guys. And if you want access to these, you will have to check out the show notes because we will provide the recipes for you. In my case, I'll probably just provide a link that'll take you to the site where I found this recipe. I haven't tried this one yet, but every year in my family, somebody always makes an overnight fruit salad. And it turns out great, and they're really simple. So the one I'm going to share with you is not the one that we make. Essentially, the one that we make just takes a bunch of cans and a bunch of fruit, and you dump it all in, and you let it sit there for a while, and you stir it all up, and you're good to go after it sits overnight. You can or cannot put marshmallows in it, whichever you prefer. I like marshmallows. Although in our family, we usually use the mini marshmallows as opposed to this recipe, which calls for larger ones cut in half. So it really depends on your particular way of wanting to do things. Also, this one has a custard element, which I find very interesting. I don't think I've had a fruit salad quite like this one before with the custard piece of it. So, essentially, it turns into a sauce. And, again, that's not how we normally do things, but I would definitely try this because it seems really interesting. And the blog where I got this one is from a lady who had this as a recipe from her Irish grandmother, I believe. And so, she is or her kids are fourth generation doing this recipe. So it's been in the family a long time and as many recipes do, they change and grow and evolve as the years and the generations pass. So that's one of the things I love about a fruit salad. You can really do pretty much anything you want with it and really make it your own to the taste of your family and friends. So if you have a Friendsgiving later, because we'll have this episode after Thanksgiving has occurred, or if you just want something really yummy to tide you over through the holiday season, or really any time of the year, because fruit salads are awesome, then this might be a fun recipe for you. And again, remember this will be in the show notes for you to check out. So it's a holiday fruit salad, as I said. The prep time for it is 20 minutes, and the cook time is 15 minutes. So your total time is 35 minutes. That does not count keeping it overnight to chill and let everything come together. The yield is 10 servings. So here are the ingredients that you'll need in this particular version of the recipe. Remember, you can modify as needed. Three egg yolks, two tablespoons of lemon juice, two tablespoons of pineapple juice from a can of pineapple, a fourth of a cup of sugar, a tablespoon of butter, a dash of salt, 
one or two cans, and she uses royal and cherries, drained, or you can use sweet cherries that are lightly rinsed, two cups of pineapple chunks, drained, but reserve two tablespoons of the juice, one large can of mandarin oranges, drained, one or two cans of pear chunks, one or two cups of grapes, sliced, two cups of large marshmallows, cut in half, and one cup of heavy cream, and two bananas, peeled and sliced. Here are the instructions. Pretty simple. First, in a double boiler, whisk egg yolks, lemon, and pineapple juice, sugar, butter, and salt until the mixture thickens. Set aside to cool. When the sauce is cooled, put the fruit, except for the bananas, and the marshmallows in a large bowl. Whip the cream, add the custard sauce, and mix until everything's combined. Next, add the whipped cream mixture to the fruit, toss it gently to coat, and refrigerate all this overnight. Before you serve everything, peel and slice the bananas and add those to the salad. The bananas are better added when you're about to serve this so that they don't soften up. The long yeah, chilling time, brown. yeah, exactly right. The long chilling time allows the marshmallows to soften, which is important for the most delicious result. And I'm reading that directly off the website. And as we mentioned, this yields 10 servings, and it's 276 calories a serving, just so you know. And all the other nutritional information is on the site as well, so if you want to see all of it, but that is the caloric info for you. I've never had that one. The only thing that strikes me is that with the custard sauce, especially the heavy whipping cream, that doesn't seem like something that if you were going to have it, let's say, on a Saturday, that you could make it on a Wednesday or Thursday. It doesn't mm. really seem like a make-ahead thing. And then once the bananas are in it, especially, you know, use that up, I would actually probably just serve it in little dishes and put a couple banana slices on each dish. Yeah. Yeah. There are multiple there's ways nothing you do worse it. than like slimy bananas. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, I think you could do this one perfectly well without even using the custard sauce if you didn't want to. And just strictly use all the fruits and the marshmallows and it would still be delicious. So well, you can play with it. Yeah, my grandmother made a semi-similar thing. The fruits were pineapple and mandarin oranges. Mm -hmm. And then it had coconut and miniature marshmallows. Yep. And then you mixed in there a container of sour cream. Mm -hmm. I've also done Greek yogurt. Yep. Years ago, I did nonfat, plain, regular style yogurt, and that started to break down pretty fast. But that, variations of that, you can find if you do a search for like, some people call it Hawaiian salad, some people call it ambrosia. And like you said, the recipes change over the time. You know, some people will say very adamantly, oh no, that salad has nuts in it, or that salad has cherries in it. You know, everybody's is a little different. But around the holidays, especially yours, sounds like it would be nice and pretty and colorful. Oh, absolutely. But I agree with you. You want to make this the day before and eat that the next day because you do not want things to break down significantly in that for sure. Yeah. So my recipe, like we said, is pumpkin pie. And as with me, there's usually a story behind everything. So I really don't care to bake. I can do it. I don't feel like I am particularly good at it. If you want soup or a main or a side dish, I'm your girl. But baked goods, eh. well, long story. We thought we were going to need a pumpkin pie. So I kind of gritted my teeth and said, sure, I'll make it. And my sister said, well, I have grandma's recipe. Do you want it? And I said, no, I do not. 
I said, because I don't have a rolling pin or anything like that. So I am using a store-bought crust. And I'm afraid that if I put grandma's recipe in a store-bought crust, she's going to roll over in her grave so hard that my oven is going to explode. And I really just wanted something kind of quick and easy. And I found a five-ingredient pumpkin pie. Now, generally, I've seen some three and five-ingredient recipes. I one time got lured into making this three-ingredient fudge that I thought would be wonderful and basically came out tasting like sweetened wax. It was not nice, but it was only three ingredients, you know, so what do you expect? So I was a little skeptical, but again, it was not like the centerpiece. It was just my nieces were making a pie for the first time and we were afraid it wasn't going to work because they're young. And I wanted there to be enough dessert so that they wouldn't be embarrassed, basically. And I thought, well, this might not be wonderful, but it sounds like it will at least work. So I made it and I was very pleasantly surprised on a few fronts. So you can either use two regular pie shells or you can use one deep dish pie shell. I did one deep dish pie shell because I figured we really just needed one pie and I didn't want to have to try and evenly divide that mess between two pie shells. And also you had to partially bake the regular pie shells. And I'm like, no, this just sounds easier. So I used the deep dish pie shell and then it calls for a 15 ounce can of pumpkin, not pumpkin pie filling, it's pumpkin, two eggs a 14-ounce can, which is just the regular size can, of sweetened condensed milk, and a tablespoon of pumpkin pie spice. Now, one person thought it was a little heavy on the pumpkin pie spice. Everybody else thought it was fine. So, you know, you can adjust that accordingly. And you just whisk it all together. I wanted it to really be nicely blended. So I used my lovely Vitamix stick blender and got it in there and got everything all whipped up nicely. So my next kind of problem was that it said I should preheat the oven to 425. Well, the pie filling before it's baked and has a chance to set up is thin enough that I was concerned about spilling it. Now, I had it on a cookie sheet, but I really just didn't want to be messing with putting it in a hot oven. Could I do it? Yeah. Would I spill a couple drops? Maybe. Would I have a mess? Possibly. Did I want to clean it up? No, really didn't. So I took a risk and I put it in a cold oven. Now, one thing that the recipe said and my mother, who is an excellent baker, had said was make sure that your oven rack is in the lowest position. Bake your pie on the bottom rack. So I was supposed to bake it. I believe it was 50 minutes at 425. And what I did was I basically gave it like seven more minutes. I figured that would give it time to get to that temperature and it would bake almost as long. Then you were supposed to turn down the temperature to 350 and bake it for 35 minutes, 35 to 40 minutes. And so I did 35 minutes and popped it out of the oven. And the first thing I did was I called Ira because I'm paranoid. And I said, are my edges burned? And she said, no, they look great. And so it really was a very easy, adaptable, friendly recipe. 
So like, I mean, I don't have a rolling pin. I really didn't want to do homemade pie crust, although you could. It's just me. So, I mean, by the time I go through five pounds of flour, I'm afraid of what scary things could be living in it. So I just don't do a lot of baking. But if that's you or you are a beginning cook, it's a relatively easy recipe. Some pumpkin pies are very kind of light. They're more like a mousse. That's not really my personal preference. This was a little more heavy, a little bit more like a custard, but it was very good. It passed a few tests. It was good with whipped cream on it. My dad had a second piece and it made a superb breakfast for the day after our family Thanksgiving. So I hope that whatever holiday you're celebrating, that this might be something you'll want to try. Well, it sounds delicious and it sounds very easy, especially in terms of ingredients. You're not looking at a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I was worried, like, I get suspicious when it's too few ingredients. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, okay, you know, I could do individual spices or I could just do pumpkin pie spices. Mm -hmm. I could do milk and sugar or I could do sweetened condensed milk. And it was like the ingredients kind of that they had combined for convenience made sense to me. Absolutely. Yeah. The less you have to worry about sometimes, the better it is. Well, because I made this baked corn and then I also made a large pan of stuffing because there were 14 of us and we were down two cooks this year so now that I'm local to them you know I could pitch in more but I really didn't have time to spend all day on a pie and you know what by the time people are full of dinner you know who cares (laughs) kind of but it was good anyway Oh, and if anybody lives within a 200-mile radius of Pennsylvania and you want some baked corn, I have a mere quart and a half left over. I might have made a little too much. Whoops. Well, you know you can freeze corn. Well, this has like milk and butter and stuff in it. so Yeah, that won't work. It might. I'm going to try it, and I'm going to freeze it. And if it comes out funky, I will add something to thicken it, probably run it through the blender Mm -hmm. and make some sort of corn chowder out of it. Yeah, you can definitely save it even if it doesn't do quite right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's all she wrote. Happy holidays, Mystic Access listeners. This is Santa sending you warmest greetings from my extremely busy workshop. I'll be climbing down your chimney to stuff your stockings full of Christmas cheer before you can say Kris Kringle. And if you've been especially good, I'd love to bring you some special shiny gifts from Mystic Access to make your holidays extra bright. Before I make my list and check it twice, be sure to check out the Mystic Access shop page to find your favorite treats or something to make those you love very merry. Need ideas? Check out the podcast, listen to samples on mysticaccess.com, or give Chris and Kim a call at 716-543-3323. Merry Christmas, and I expect particularly delicious milk and cookies from you this Christmas Eve. (laughs) And don't forget the reindeer, they get extra hungry pulling my humongous heavy sleigh around the world. See you soon. So while you are here, since we just celebrated Thanksgiving here in the States, why don't we do our gratitude edition of the podcast? Because we always try and do this. And, you know, you hear this expression about, oh, it's Thanksgiving, so what are you grateful for? But, you know, I find, at least for me, especially this year, I really am very conscious of it. And I really am thinking a lot about it in terms of, wow, you know, in some ways it's been an absolutely crazy year. It's been crazy on every front. 
And, you know, it's important to kind of keep some of that stuff in perspective sometimes, especially when you feel like everything around you is going crazy (laughs) in your life and in general. So I think that's important. So, Chris, since you've been so quiet, I have been quiet. So I am. The wonders of duct tape. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I am. Obviously, I can't go through an episode, especially with my roommate sitting here <laughs> within arm's reach. With a baseball bat. With yeah. A, exactly. <laughs> I can't not say that I'm not grateful for Kim. Obviously, I am. And I'm grateful for what this year has brought to us personally as well as professionally because we've grown in that way as well. So I am obviously thankful for that. And, of course, she knows I'm only kidding about calling her my roommate. So (laughs) just so we clear the air, I don't want to get 5,000 emails (laughs) saying that she's like your wife, not your roommate. But I think that we can even extend this back to last year. And I know it sounds really, really cliche, but we are grateful for every last one of you people, because when we first shut down in 2020, in March of 2020, when everything started to shut down, we were trying to figure out, okay, are we going to have to shut down with being in New York and all this other stuff? Well, thankfully, we weren't public facing. I mean, come on, my colleague was 700 miles miles away. Yeah. So I can't exactly give her COVID through Zoom. So we were able to continue as usual. So I guess that's what I'm grateful for. Well, I would agree with all of that. You guys have supported us to the point where we're still here. And so many people and businesses are not. And it's very hard not to consider that and think about it pretty regularly. So I'm very grateful on that front. Of course, I'm also very grateful for my spouse and the fact that we're now together and living in this beautiful snug house and I'm in a new state and I'm grateful that that transition was a relatively smooth one although a tremendous amount has happened on all fronts over the last few months and I'm grateful that he and I have a very strong foundation of love and friendship that has supported us through that and that may sound corny but let me tell you it makes all the difference in the world when you've got lots of drama hitting you at once and it just makes all the difference in the world to have that person you can talk to about any of it and know that they aren't going to judge you and that you can have the conversation and even if you disagree you will figure it out because you're you as a couple in addition to being you individually so I'm very grateful for that it's been for me on a lot of levels a year of tremendous growth and learning I'm very grateful for that I feel like my priorities have really been tested and shifted a little bit this year I'm very grateful for the feelings and the emotions as opposed to the physical stuff. And, you know, that comes down to moving 750 miles and half your stuff is away from you. And, you know, you're getting used to home being the person you're with as opposed to home being the stuff you have. And as two people who have been single for a long time and living alone, I think being able to have that perspective of knowing that you've always got that person to turn to is tremendous. And we knew that could have gone the way where we got on each other's nerves and kind of got snappy at each other sometimes and had to go to our individual corners. 
And that has not happened to us. And so I'm grateful for all of those things. And of course, as Chris said, I'm grateful for your support. I'm grateful to get to talk to some of you regularly and have your compassion and caring about us. I mean, that's very humbling to know that you're going to be calling and wondering how we're doing. So it does matter. We do appreciate it. We do notice it and acknowledge it. And it really does matter. So thank you for caring about us in addition to what we're offering you. It really does make us smile and make our day sometimes when things are hard. So thank you. Miss Salinger. Yeah. So my gratitude thing sounds really kind of negative at the offset, but it's anything but. I'm grateful I made it through this year. So last Christmas, my very dear friend died. She died on Christmas Eve. I moved to Harrisburg in February. I hope I never have to move again, but you know, (laughs) we don't always get what we want, but for now, yeah, this is where I'm staying. I've been battling with long haul COVID. I have better days and worse days, but through all of it, there is really so much to be thankful for. You know, as annoying as it is, it's not something that brings me physical pain. I don't have the respiratory issues that so many have. And ever so slowly, in a number of ways, not just related to the COVID, but I'm beginning to kind of thrive. I'm meeting a few more people in my community. It's been a year of transition, and I really don't like transition very much, but I'm actually grateful that I've made it through with some degree of grace and strength. And I'm just, I'm thankful for so many things. I'm closer to my parents. And so I have a better idea of what's going on in their lives, especially now that they are getting older. I feel it's really important to be a bit more involved. I'm glad to have a good job and good friends. And there are so many people, including these two with whom I'm sitting across the virtual room here, of which you can most definitely say, when I count my blessings, I count you twice. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes you have situations that really remind you what's important. And I think all of us have had a year like that, really. And you think like, there's no way I can get through this, especially me. Like I stack it all up. I borrow today's, tomorrow's, the next day's trouble. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just can't do it. But when I have indeed done it, the sense of gratefulness is really something to think about, I think. Absolutely. Well, I think that is the way to leave this episode. I hope you guys are finding your own perspective and your own joys and your own lessons from this year as we're moving into the chaos of the holiday season in full, for real now, and that you're able to snuggle up with people you love and pets you love and just feeling safe and have some level of harmony and peace in your lives, truly, because it makes such a difference. Thank you, everybody. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. 
Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mystic access and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mystic access empower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.